0: Welcome to the Tending Our Nets Podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we encourage everyone to learn more, and we work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. All right, welcome to the Tending Our Nets Podcast. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here. We have been talking about the bad news, the things that are broken in the world and in us that need to be fixed. We've been talking about the good news that God created things to be good. He called mankind very good when he created Adam and Eve. Uh, He created us in his image to represent him on earth. We've been talking about the fact that even though things got broken because of rebellion against God, that God has not given up on that original design. He's actually going to be bringing things back, essentially, to Eden, to the beginning, but bigger and better, because Eden was just a garden, right? What we're looking forward to is global, Uh, and uh, what we're looking forward to is not just two people working that garden, bringing order uh, in a place of chaos, but uh, actually uh, having a whole family of people uh, that uh, that are part of God's family that are bringing order out of chaos. This is where God is taking things, and we can see the, the tiny places here and there as God is kind of breaking into the world uh, here and now, um, that, where this renewal is happening. One of the things I want to talk about today is, is putting this kind of into even more of a little bit of a structure. I think it's a really beautiful way to look at the overarching story of the Bible, the narrative, the, the story that we are living in. Uh, and this is, uh, there's a functional term for it, it's called chiasm, uh, or you can say parallelism. This is, this is uh, one of the ways that you actually see poetry being written in Semitic languages like Hebrew. One of the main ways that they actually do things is by rhyming meaning and, and building that into the structure of their poetry. And uh, you can see this in a few different ways. So uh, often what you'll have is you think of, uh, you, know, you can think of it like a sandwich, right? You have your bread, you have your meat, you have your bread. Or you might have your bread and then a little mayonnaise and your meat and then a little mayonnaise and then your bread. And you can kind of keep building up that sandwich uh, with the different layers. But generally speaking, what you're going to see in structure like this is that the layers that are the first and last layer, the outside, are going to be the same. And then you go one layer in, and they're going to be the same. And one layer in, and they're going to be the same, right? That's a very simple version of this kind of structure. But you actually have another example of this that uh, works a little bit more nuance, where uh, when you, you can look at kind of layers, where you know the corresponding layers, maybe the second layer in from the outside, you have the one, the first one actually establishing something, and the second one reversing it, right? And that's really what we have in uh, the story of the Bible, you see a lot of reversal. You see a lot of uh, reinforcement in the story. So you think about creation that God created, uh, and it was good, right? And then you think about the very end of the story, and we see a new Eden, new heavens, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and more than just two people in that new place, right? The whole expanded human family of God. So that, those kind of outer layers, that's the beginning and the end. And you see that the end is a lot like the beginning, but it's actually greater. It's bigger. It's more beautiful. Uh, It's really the purpose that the beginning was created for. You move one step in, right? After creation, what do you have? You have rebellion against God, the fall and uh, you move one step in from the end, how do you get to the end when things are broken? You have restoration, right? After the fall, what do we see in the world around us? We see wickedness. How does God work about the reversal of that? With holiness. The presence of his spirit working holiness in the lives of his people, pulling them away from their wickedness. After wickedness, what do we see? There's confusion, uh, and this is actually what you see at the Tower of Babel. God confuses their language and scatters them. How does God reverse that with clarity? And we see that at Pentecost, when people that, uh, that come to Jerusalem for this this feast on pilgrimage from all different parts of the world actually hear the languages being spoken that they know. By people they know don't know those languages, right? God brings clarity. God brings connection. Then we move even a little bit further into the story. And, uh, you know, there are other pieces of this that we could add in here. Um, but to simplify, right, we have the cross, right? So creation, fall, wickedness, confusion, the cross, Jesus dying, right? How does God reverse that? the resurrection. We see the Son of God raised from the dead. And that resurrection turns around when then we see clarity. That starts to reverse things and we see holiness. That reverses things all the way to full restoration. And that's where we get to the end of the story. The new heavens, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, the new Eden. Right. So you can look at the entire Bible as kind of a boomerang or a sandwich where at every step of the way, the outer layers, we see creation and we see new creation. One layer in, we see the fall and we see restoration, right? We see God moving towards the original purpose he created things for, bigger and better and more beautiful. We see God reversing all of the, the agents of chaos that would try to keep that from happening. More chaos, God brings order. More chaos, God brings order. And if you think about the, the biblical story in this way, it becomes very obvious, and, and, and it really should be. I mean, we have the New Testament for a reason, right? But it becomes obvious that Jesus is the center of that story, that Jesus is the one who came down from heaven as fully God, became fully human as well, walked in that crazy tension of being (laughs) through his whole life, went to the cross, paid for our sins, conquered sin and death and the powers of darkness, raised from the dead. And that because of that, we see clarity restored. We see holiness given in the Spirit. We see the restoration of all things. We will see the new Eden, the new heavens, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem in the resurrection. Right. I think that's a really beautiful way to look at the overarching story of the Bible, the story in which we live, uh, because we are kind of in this, the midst of this already and not yet. We live after the resurrection of Jesus, but before we are resurrected ourselves. We live after God has paid for our sins himself in Jesus, in the Son, on the cross. And yet we also live in that tension where we still make mistakes. We still rebel against God. We still hurt other people. We still live in sin. So God is working these things towards final restoration. I think that's really beautiful And it puts Jesus right at the center. It puts the gospel that we are used to hearing, Jesus Christ and him crucified, Jesus Christ and him resurrected, right at the center. Uh, And so that is a part of understanding the gospel as well. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Please uh, like, subscribe, uh, write reviews, share with your friends. All these things help us spread the word so that we can help Christians share the gospel with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets. Raise us up to bed.